0: Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so, whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. We are back, man, three straight episodes with Russell Irwin. I mean, this is, I I don't think anybody else has that right now, Russell. That's right. That's that's a pretty big accomplishment. You may want to, you know, put that as one of your biggest accomplishments in life. You were on the Group Leader (laughs) Podcast three straight weeks.
1: Well, it's kind of frightening, actually, when I stop and think about it.
0: How did I get into this? That's right. We are talking today about when an individual needs more than a group can give, and it's part two. So what that means is if you haven't heard last week's, I would really recommend you go back to that week. And I would actually say go back to the one we talked about how to walk alongside people in crisis. These all can kind of stand alone, but they work best together. And so we talked about how do you identify crisis and how do you walk alongside someone with that. Last week, we talked about really kind of the, I guess you could say the problem side of when an individual needs more than a group can give. It's when you can identify, hey, there's an issue there. Hey, this may not be the best place. And now we get to move to the more solution side, which is the fun part. Um, this is actually what people wanted. So we gave them the cliffhanger um, last week, and we actually get to talk about, okay, now when an individual needs more than a group can give, how do we then talk to people about it?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So, so Russell, help us. When you know additional help is needed, how can you lovingly approach that person to, to encourage them to get help?
1: Let me say um, – there's a lot of different ways to go about it, but the overarching thing. Let me set this up by saying this: you're going to mess up. Hmm. That's oh, that's dead. good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I appreciate that. Yes, we'll that just too. let's just go ahead and take let's the light Let's, off. Just, take off.
1: let's <laughs> just get <laughs> the elephant in the room. The what ifs, ifs onlys, what that's if right. this, that, the other, because we're all going to do something that's not the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, that's sometime good. or another in group leadership and. Loving discipleship ministries and just relationships, mm. we're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, right now. Grace, th- grace. The, uh, yeah, God's the grace. grace, God's grace, God's <laughs> grace, and the reassurance is that we're not going to mess up His sovereignty in right. any way. Praise we're not going Lord. to mess up His plan. Right. We're not going to mm. do something that's going. God's going to set back and say, "Oh my word, what do I do now?" That's not going to happen. That's a great word. Mm. So let's just take that stress and try to lay it aside for a moment. That's right. And know that, okay, if that happens, we're all going to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so that being said, the first thing. <laughs> here we go. That's right. Is let's let's agree that the first thing we'll do is acknowledge that there's a problem. Mm, that's good. That's the hardest thing for many group leaders because we get into this situation like, I want to be a helper. I don't want to push them out. I don't know what to do. So let's just ignore it.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. it's is, easy.
1: That is, yeah. It's easy but hard because it. Affects everything. That is right. such the wrong thing mm-hmm. to do. And so, first of all, is you pull them aside and say, let's talk about this because I sense there's a problem mm. or I sense that you're in a spirit, you're in the season where they're, you're struggling over something because for the last three weeks, you've talked about the same thing or yeah. the last, every time you have a moment to speak, I'm having to redirect you because it's apparent that
0: you're hurting. It's apparent right. that you're in pain. So. That's that oversharing we talked about last time. That's kind of yeah. those, you know, hey, when you see somebody oversharing or it's just fixated on it and it's like somehow every point comes back to this crisis that they're going through and and you just can't get them off of it. You can't stop them or yep. limit their time and how much they share. That's what you were talking about last week about yes, oversharing. and the
1: flip side of that coin is when they don't say anything for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're withdrawn. they start to withdraw. Yeah. So the first real thing is to acknowledge it, but do it one-on-one.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You
1: don't want to do this in front of the group and, you know, in, in the group setting and saying, what in the world is going on with you? You know, <laughs> pull them off together one-on-one and here's the key. Just ask questions. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't spend a lot of time saying, well, I've seen you do this and this and this mm-hmm. and this. Don't get caught up in that. Just say, um, Vic, tell me, tell me what's going on in your world these days. Yeah. I just sense there's something going on. Yeah. Share, share your story with me. What's going on behind the scenes and yeah. let that question, let them answer that then lead to another question. Why well, do you think mm. you got into that situation? That's so, right. and then, you know, what can we do to help you? You know, and then the next point I really think is important is it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you're not in that, you're not in that role for them to hear about your pain, mm-hmm. but it's okay to, to, to relate. To, yeah. To give mm-hmm. them enough of your yeah. own story to relate to, you know, to what's the what's, you know, would help them connect with them. Yeah, and then I think um, two other points, real quick, is I would say reassure them that you're not asking them to come one on one because you're kicking them out of the group. Right. You know that I've I've had couples come to me and say, "Hey, Russell, could we talk to you?" And the first thing out of their mouth when they sit in my office is. We just got kicked out of our life group. Mm. Wow! I've mm. had that happen on a couple of occasions. Wow. Yeah. So what do we do? Mm. So the way you keep from hap- that happening is, and it, maybe you're able to say, "Well, let's let's get you help." Maybe it isn't the right time, but let me meet. Can we meet again next week? Yeah. Because I'm not abandoning you. Yeah. Mm. And that that one on one is probably not a one and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Let, let's good. just agree that it you're mm-hmm. in a relationship with these guys. They're hurting. So that first encounter, one on one, is probably just the first in a series of yeah. encounters. Yeah, that's that's good. really
0: good. I like that a lot.
2: That's a great segue too to to just ask this question: Is there ever a time when a person needs to step back from life group or de-group, and how do you deal with that if you sense that? That's a bold question, Miss mm-hmm.
0: Groups Minister here. Let's <laughs> <laughs> gets right to it, but that's really the question we all have. Yeah, it is.
2: Is
1: we, there a time when you do fire?
0: <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> there right. a time you know like we, we don't want that? That's not what we want not right. our first inclination but is there that time yeah
1: so here's the key there are times when uh, the group mm. we, we think about the this individual or this couple affecting our group but the truth is they're if they're in a certain set of um, if they're in pain if they're hurting if they're really struggling with something they' it's likely that the group is detrimental to them yeah mm-hmm yeah. But, and here's why because they're looking at these other couples and maybe thinking, well, we're the only ones.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. This is happening too. Yeah. Or, or the group gets into that. Like in Celebrate Recovery, there's a hard rule there is no crosstalk. Well, yeah. that, that, that's not true for life groups right. or D groups because we have this. Trust level Cross-talk meaning
0: like as, as one person speaking, like if you're speaking over here, Julie and I are having our side conversation over here. That's that, what that's what you're referring to, correct?
1: Sort of. You're having that side conversation, but then you direct it at me. Okay, gotcha. I'm, I'm over here pouring out my heart because I'm really hurting. And Vic says, hey, you know, when that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did. Mm-hmm. or hey have you thought about you need to do this this and this? Yeah. so we kind of when the group moves into that let me fix you mode. Yeah it becomes detrimental to the couple mm-hmm. or the individual. We, we did
0: an episode a couple of weeks ago. You can go back to it. it's uh, it's healthy group guidelines mm-hmm. and it's just, we, you know, we will support one another, not fix one another. We will speak for ourselves, not for others. It's those statements. And that's very similar to that cross talk. I think that's something celebrate recovery does really well that we've tried to adapt, give you a resource for. So that if that's what you're seeing in, in your situation, that's another uh, episode yeah. that may be helpful for you.
1: And okay. then, uh, probably the one, another, another important thing that I've seen is when that couple comes and says, we just got kicked out of our life group, guess what they're going to do? What the number one thing they want to do is go find another life group. Mm-hmm. So if I'm as a leader, not willing to walk with them one-on-one mm. and, and and not abandon them and keep them in the group and help them find healing, they're just going to go to another group Yeah, and, and take that pain and take that Hurt right yeah. into another group.
0: Yeah. What I hear is it's not this pass off mentality, but it's a walk with mentality. Yes. It's, I'm not going to pass off this person to a counselor, to a support group, but I'm going to walk with them. And if that means they're not in the life group and now they're doing this support group or this counseling, I'm still walking with them. Um, and so, but it's not this idea of, Hey, this isn't the best place for you. You're now this person's problem. Like whether we mean that, or that's our intentions. That's often when we pass off, yep. that's what's communicated. Mm-hmm. It gives that sense of abandonment.
1: Yeah. And what we want to say above all else is I will not abandon you. Mm-hmm. You will not do, you will not walk through this alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that is the most frightening aspect of anybody who's in, in hurt, in mm-hmm. trouble and pain. Yeah,
0: that's really good. So what we talked, I think, in the past, we said when when it gets to be where there's not mutual care and there's not mutual growth, that's where, man, maybe this is no longer the best environment. Is there any other key signs that you would say, hey, this may be that time where that life group or D group is no longer beneficial for the people in the group and for that individual? Anything else that you would kind of help leaders think through uh, as they discern is this the season for them in this group?
1: Well, I just think overarching when you sense that the group's being affected in a negative way, then that should be your trigger as a group leader to really pray and ask mm-hmm. God to show you where's the issue. Yeah. The issue could be the large the group as a whole and we're going off on a tangent that we don't need to be. It's not God honoring And it's serving the needs of people, and and we need to address those needs individually or one-on-one or as Mm -hmm. a couple. And um, you you do see the oversharing or the not sharing, the withdrawing. When you see and you sense that something is not what it should be, Mm. just start asking God to show you. Yeah,
2: I love that because it's a heart preparation for us that I don't go in the wrong spirit and yeah. I've got mm. to be prayed up yeah. before I go uh, and pray for the situation for yeah. discernment. That's critical.
1: And yeah. I'm there to mediate with the power and presence of the Holy spirit. Yeah. Not to accuse or cast blame
0: or fix anything. Right.
2: I don't even have words to say, Right. you know? Yeah. Right. We need, we need that his power in us at yep. that point.
0: I think that's so good. If you're preparing your heart to be able to go and speak to it and they know, and, and I think, like, I'm always wanting to say, I want you to hear my heart first. If you hear only one thing here, I want you to hear that I care for you. And when people understand our why, they can usually get on board with an, any what. And so if you're saying, hey, I want this is what you need to do, if they understand that it's coming from a place of I care for you and I really think I want you to get the best help and the best attention, they're going to look and say, okay, I can handle that. That's not quite, I thought, I don't really like the idea of not doing life group, but I, I understand, I trust you. I see where you're coming from. Let's do this. What about when you're uh, helping an individual in that difficult season, how much do you bring the group into awareness? I've been in here before. Like, let's, let, let, That's the thing. You have the overshare, the one that everybody starts rolling their eyes or they start looking on their phone or they withdraw because they're like, here we go again. It's happened a couple of times. We did a great job. We went alongside the person. We said, "I'm not passing you off. I'm walking with you. We care." But hey, right now you need to step back. How much do you? I mean, it, it, it's, they've been public in the group and knows it. How much do you share that with the group?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Even when we're uh, not asking them to remove themselves from the group, uh, I think one of the things that we have to be careful for is that when if they're if that hurting couple or individual is still in the group. Mm -hmm. and you know that they're going to tend to go off and chase a rabbit or overshare or whatever, just learn to say things like, um, well, Vic, um, I hear what you're asking, but uh, let me think on that and let you and I talk about that later. And then now right back into Acts chapter 12. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, just learn to redirect because you know the potential is there. So think and pray about ways that you can redirect uh, someone who's starting, you know, to move into that. Now, once they're working on, if um, if uh, Sid and Julie are going to counseling with a professional counselor and mm-hmm. I've got that set up and they're working, please uh, guard against holy prayer gossip. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and just to say, hey, tonight we just, we really need to pray for Sid and Julie. They're working on stuff and God's working in their lives. So let's just lift them up in prayer. Yeah, yeah. I would leave it at that. I typically would not go into details. Now, the exception to that would be is if they had hurt someone else in the group. Mm -hmm. Right. I'd probably go to that couple or that individual one on one and just say, "Okay, I love you, and I'm asking you to have a whole lot of grace here." Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's pray for them. Yeah. I I know you were hurt. I know some things were said that were painful. But you know, let's pray and
0: ask God and our goal here is to restore everything back to yeah. where it mm-hmm. brings glory to God. Yeah. No, that's good. I um so again, I'll let you give me a grade on this on how well I did this. I've I've had this situation once where I had a guy who was super involved in our group, was dating another girl, it didn't work out. And he slipped into some mental illness stuff that was just a part of his past. And it was just, it was a really, it was really sad, but he became very destructive in the group. And so in that, you know, in that season we had to get him connected with some help, but we had to say right now is not the best time. But some of the things that he had done had been so public that like the group knew about it. There was some weirdness I mean, it was the elephant in the room. And so what, what I asked him is it was not, can I share this with the group? But I said how would you like me to share this with the group so that we can be praying and supporting you? And so, hopefully, just saying, We're going to share it. I want your permission to know how you would like me to do it in the best way. And so, have you? did I, I, would, I pass the Russell test anything that I would, say in that anything would, I would in need? In that situation, to do that? you knocked it out of the park. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I, had, exactly. I, had, I had plenty of help. I definitely didn't figure it out on my own. <laughs>
1: yeah. If, you, if I go to that individual and just say, Hey, We've got to talk about this in the group. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this. So help me understand what would you like how would you like for that to proceed? What yeah. would you what would you like for that to look like? What would benefit you the most? Right, right. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm the mediator. I'm gonna mediate here a little bit. So help me, you know, just help me understand and with the understanding all along that the goal of what we're about here is restoration. Yes. We want you. We have not and will not abandon you, Mm. Mm. and uh, you're not alone in this, so help, help me understand what you'd like to say to the group.
0: That's so good. the restoration piece. I think that's we're not we're not pushing you out. We're not abandoning you. It's it's again all discipline is for restoration. Uh, you know, in our heart and just going and not even this isn't even some a discipline. A lot of times it's just a hey, we want you to get help so you can be restored, and we want to call you up to who God's designed you to be. Uh,
1: there's a key word in Galatians six one. The brothers, when someone's caught in a sin, you who are spiritual, restore him gently, mm. and that's. That, I don't see that as kid gloves. I think that's with a heart driven by the Holy Spirit, yeah, heart, a good. heart of love. That's
2: yeah, and I was like just that. thinking for leaders, that takes the pressure off of a leader if we're going to the Lord mm-hmm. because he's going to give us you know, the wisdom to be that's able right. to deal with the situation. And we just have to trust him in that because um, he will give us what we need in the city. And that takes some pressure off of me mm-hmm. as a leader to go, okay, yes, mm-hmm. this isn't about me. God, we need you to that's direct right. us here. That's a good word. That's
1: because right. so many times we fall into that trap of saying, oh my, what am I going to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. This is, you know, we make it about me. Right. This right. is my group. I want to protect it. What am I going to do yeah. to fix yeah. this?
0: Yeah, And that's not a healthy attitude to Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Well, so this final question, this is, this is one that it's it's probably my favorite of of the questions we're talking about today uh, because it's probably the one that was really difficult for me personally in that season that I just talked about. Uh, because I didn't want to pass off uh, this guy. I mean, he and I had a deep uh, relationship. We were really close, and so I wanted to walk with him. And I found myself really struggling, though, because of how difficult his season was. It was just consuming me. Um, And so the question I have for you today is, what are healthy boundaries that we should set up for ourselves so that we can best walk alongside people for the long haul? So that we can go with them through the restoration process. Yeah,
1: What we have to understand is that as individuals have grown up and as they've had their own relationships, as they have developed their own attitudes about life, if they grew up in a loveless environment and now all of a sudden they get some attention from you one-on-one and they interpret that as, oh, they love me, they care about me, they will eat you alive. Mm. that individual is going to call you incessantly. They're going to text you 12 times a day. And then they're, here's what will happen. you'll If you get caught in that trap of, of answering them and thinking, oh, I've got to talk to her because she's hurting. And then what happens is when you can't be there for her, yes. she's got her feelings hurt mm-hmm. or, he has, or he's upset with you because you let him down. Wow. Mm-hmm. You see, that's the problem. Wow. So from the very beginning, it's important when we, when we move into that helping role, that walking with someone role, that we set very clear expectations. Mm. Now, for them, they're basically physical boundaries to say, okay, at 10 o'clock at night, I put my phone on do not disturb. That's right. And so if you need something from 10 a.m. to 7 a.m. and you text me, it's just going to sit there. Just know I'm not looking at my phone at 4 I'm o'clock tired. in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting there. Or um, we can talk. I've actually done this before because I've had those individuals that once they've got somebody who's going to listen to them, mm-hmm. they can talk for a solid hour
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you never say a word. Yeah. Mm. So I've actually set um, a timer on my phone. So I tell you what. I want to hear what's going on, but I want to give you 10 minutes. I mean, wow. the physical boundaries are important yeah, mm-hmm. because what's happening is, as they go on and on and on and on. They're just working themselves up more mm-hmm. and more. Hmm. So it's, it not just protects you with those physical boundaries, but it protects them as well. Wow, You don't want them to move into an emotional pitch that then they have fallout from after that conversation yeah. is over.
0: No, that's, those are so good. Those, those expectations on the front end, uh, I think are so big and just saying, Hey, this is one, I can communicate this is one. I can't. And mm-hmm. I think it's the person who wants to care in that compassion, like driven you, you feel like always being there for them is the best thing, but it's not always, right. mm-hmm. you know, it's healthy boundary and it's not going to be best for you. I still remember coming home one day and just falling apart because I had so much taken the weight of 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 other people's crisis yeah and it and and I was starting to go through a crisis of my own with my family because I, I could not have the healthy boundaries yes and ultimately you can't you can't be there and help them if you're not at a healthy place. Exactly. And you can't help the group. Well, the greatest well,
2: thing to remember, I think, is we're not their savior. Yeah, oh, man.
0: That's so good. That's, that, that's that, typical Julie that's brings Jesus just, into it's it. It's well. my job to fix you. <laughs> that's right. I can't. I can't. Fix you. That's right. Go. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so um, when we have that individual who's um, just, just, pulling the life out mm. of us. So on the very front of you, are setting those boundaries. And then once you talk to them, you find out they're really struggling with grief. They lost mm-hmm. dad six years ago, and they've never dealt with that. And that's just driving them into a pit. Then say, tell you what, we have this amazing program called Grief Share. Yeah. And it's on Monday nights at six o'clock. I'll talk to you again on Tuesday after you've gone to Grief Share, and you tell me what you think about yeah. it. Yeah. I want you in a Grief Share. So then don't answer their call. Then on Tuesday, when you talk to them, say, okay, did you go to grief share? Well, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Well, what short circuit did our plan? Yeah. How did you, how did you sabotage our plan? Because you told me you would go. Yeah. You see, those are the kind of boundaries that are forcing them into
0: getting out of their denial Right. And really seeking help where they can find help. Yeah. And I've had to say plenty of times when they get fixated on issues saying, hey, I'm not going to talk anymore about this issue. You can talk about that with your counselor, but I we can't keep talking on that. I've yep. told you what I think and you've not listened to it. Yep. And so I'm not going to allow you to just keep telling me these things and and then not listen, not allow me to help you or and just keep coming back to it. And so that's, that's going to be off limits. And if you bring it up, I'm going to say, hey, I can't talk about this right now.
1: And then the other part of boundaries that I think are really important are our emotional boundaries. Right. And um, if you're a couple and maybe you're still healing from infidelity, Mm. for instance, and you're leading this group and you've been healthy, things are moving well, and all of a sudden there's another couple in the group and there's infidelity, and uh, so... When they started talking about it, you just felt your heart racing. Yeah. You felt, you you laid in bed that night and you, all these memories come flooding back all. Mm. So it basically, their pain triggered something inside of you emotionally.
0: Right, Right. That's
1: got to be a warning that, you know, it's like, I'm too invested. Yes. Yeah. I can't do this one. I can't be there for them. And so you need to think, how do I get someone else or let's get them to counseling it, because right. you've got to, you got to protect your heart. Yeah. And not allow those mm. their pain to draw
0: you back into a hole. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll kind of end with uh, I love what you said, Julie. We 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 can't be their savior. Only Jesus can. That's right. And I think it's it, that goes to we can't be it. Um, our group can't always be that for them. And we've and we've got to have the sensitivity to say, okay, how do I get them the help that they need? And how do how do am I just there? How do I not pass them off? But how do I walk with them and just be that presence that says I'm with you uh, this is again we, I say I feel like I've, I've said this every if you, this feels like a lot and feels heavy it's because it is it's difficult people are messy uh, but ultimately what's funny is it's it's parenting can be heavy sometimes but really if you bring it down to its core it's man can you be present and can you love them well and that works in parenting that works here and yeah. so take that if nothing else and then if you when it comes to how to handle these situations with wisdom, you're not alone. We want to help you. Julie and her group's team, Russell and our care team, we are with you, and we want to be there alongside you as you walk alongside people who are going through crisis and help them get the help they need um, so that they can grow more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And so next week, I'm really excited. Uh, Russell, your streak is ending. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> but we are actually bringing in our our counselor, Grant. Uh, Grant what's Grant's last name? hahn grant hahn and he is going to help us uh does my friend have anxiety does my friend have depression uh those may be questions that you're asking he's going to help us kind of identify man here's when you you may see some of these things here are some some signs and he's going to help us address it and walk alongside it and so we look forward to talking about that next week with grant
2: thank you for joining us for this
0: episode take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast If you are a Long Hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.